obsessed with all things ovine, there is seriously something about sheep and always something new to learn about keeping, breeding and farming them. Welcome to the Sheep Show podcast. I'm Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm and Sheep Stud and your host. The Sheep Show podcast exists to help you no matter where you are in the world, what sheep you breed, what size your flock is. This podcast will help your sheep knowledge and your shepherding confidence grow. And it's a two-way street. I love to hear from you and find out how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Halston Valley Farm or via email jill at halstonvalleyfarm.com.au. Come along on this episode as we explore the amazing world of sheep and sheep farming together. Well, it's safe to say that a week is a long time in lambing land. It's been a crazy week so far for me lambing. And, well, there's been some good news and good times and there's been some tears and, uh, oh, you name it. We've, we've literally had it all over, over the last week. Um, good news. I've just come in and... Um, it's just amazing when stuff like this happens. You see you, you can see she's getting ready to lamb and you think, oh yeah, okay, let's see what happens. And particularly after the week I've had, and then you go out an hour later and there's three little perfect babies on the ground, all lovely, healthy, standing up, screaming. And you just think, oh, this is what it's all about. And uh, there's, those are the good times. Those are the times when you think, gee, I'm a good shepherd. <laughs> Not like the rest of the week I have had. Uh, gee, uh, I really don't know where to start, to be honest, but um, I have had some dystocia, uh, some pregnancy dystocia with my ewes, particularly several heads um, kind of bent in utero. Uh, one of them didn't quite work out according to plan. And um, I suppose a word to the wise here, even if the ewe is fully dilated and you know that the lamb can come out don't do it. I actually, unfortunately, killed a lamb by just it coming out and rather than me waiting and being patient and twisting the head around. And then this morning, I had another issue with the same thing and took a bit more time and actually put my hand in and used the eye sockets of the lamb to help me rotate the head and it worked. And those are a beautiful set of twins and they're doing really, really well. So yeah, just something to think about. Um, if, if you can't feel, unless it's coming backwards, if you can't feel that head, you really need to get that alarm back inside that you to be able to get that head out. Because as I said, does it doesn't work. And it didn't, it didn't definitely didn't work for me. So that was really, really sad. Um, I've had to resort to my goody, good old vitamin C I, again quite a few times this week. In fact, I trialed it with just vitamin C to see if that made a difference. I tried it with vitamin C and antibiotics to see just to see if if it was any different. And I think with the antibiotics, it gives us a little. It depends on the issue, I suppose. But if it's just a pick-me-up, vitamin C works work great. If it's something more sort of sinister, then uh, you know I'm, I'm I, I think using the antibiotics and the vitamin C worked faster. 
um, and definitely really helped a couple of lamb, a couple of use this particular uh, this week, which was really, really good. Um, one of the other things is I'm um, just just some of the life in these lambs. You know, I had um, I had some success with maiden ewes. I have to say, though, they're seriously not for the faint-hearted, and you, you definitely need to know what you're doing. I believe, anyway, to lamb maiden ewes. And when I say maiden ewes, I'm talking about ewes that are, you know, they're joined at 18 months and giving birth at, at two years. So, I mean, some of them are just amazing. You think they've been doing it for all their life. And some of them are just stupid. They are just so silly. They have no idea what's going on. And really, they're just, you know, I had one yesterday and the lamb was full of life running around. And the mother was like, what are you doing? And what are you? I have no idea what to do with you. She's coming good now. Now that's after me working with her for, gee, probably 36 hours, uh, helping the you, helping the lamb, tying the you up, you know, all sorts of things. And and I thought, oh, this is it now. This this is amazing lamb, full of life, full of vigor. And, um, you know, it's just a complete disaster, but she's come good. And again, you just think, okay, it's probably just that, that sort of first time or business. But as I said, some of them just amazing and, and the life in them, the lightest one I've had so far is about three and a half kilos. So really happy with my sizes and, you know, really happy with the fact that I haven't had big, massive ones. And that is again, testament to separating the singles and all every single single lamb that's been born has absolutely been perfect without any intervention at all. They've just popped them, popped the singles out, and it's just been really good. It's just the best thing. Now I have to say, um, triplets not so good in terms of the pregnancy scan. I had two ewes scanned with triplets that I didn't have triplets at all. So <laughs> that was interesting. You think, I'll just double check in here inside this U and there's nothing. So that happened twice. Um, so yeah, I've still got quite a few triplets to go though. So I'll, I'll tell you more if, if it, kind of this trend continues with my, uh, with my triplets. But yeah, the, the sizes, I've been really, really happy with the sizes. So I think two of them have just been under four kilos, two lambs so far. And everything has been between four and sort of five and a half kilos. I don't think I've anything had anything even six kilos, which again, I'm really happy with. I don't want these giant things. Um, they grow quickly at, at you know, four and a half to five and a half kilos. So I'm really, really happy with that. The other beautiful thing that's worked out so well for me, and thank you so much, Chris, I know you're listening, um, is the pens. I've had these jugs or pens and they've just been so good. So my my use all lamb outside, depending on the time of the day, they might stay outside all day and then I'll bring them in. Um, if it's middle of the night or early in the morning, which I've had a few I have polytunnels out in the paddock and I'll put them in there and they've got food and water. And this is just more for protection from, from foxes and predation, even though, well, actually here's another little tip I have for foxes. So just going back to the pens, brilliant, highly recommend it. I've been lambing outside, moving them into the pens, and then they all move into what, what I call gen pop, general population. So they all go into a, um, a larger area where they're just mingling with other ewes and other lambs. So they've that bonding time of sometimes 12 hours, 
sometimes 24 hours for a few they've been in there probably a bit longer just depending on the the sort of situation but the pens have worked really really well which is just fabulous I've been very very happy with that going back to foxes I went for a walk I had my ewes in a paddock and they'd been there for maybe four or five days and they had enough grass and they were getting some of the hay, supplementary hay and a little bit of grain every day. I went for a walk down there, I think Friday night. And there was a fox, just, there was no ewes lambing, but there was a fox uh, in there amongst them. And I moved them, I moved the ewes to another paddock and I haven't seen any foxes. Now we have been shooting, so that's a good thing. And I'm using my fox lights and my alpacas have actually been really good this season. I can't believe it. They're actually really good. That little lamb that was running around the place, <laughs> the alpacas were babysitting it, which was so cute to see. And the, the, the lamb was quite happy with this giant black alpaca looking at it. So that was really, really quite good. But I feel that moving the sheep every couple of days in, in paddocks has really confused the foxes. So, yeah, I've, I've been able to do that. And I think it's it's made for, again, as I said, we're trying so many different things to manage the predation, but that um, that's really worked quite well. So I think the foxes get a bit familiar with where the ewes are and then go visiting. And then when I move them, the foxes kind of think, where are they gone? Where are they gone? I've got to go find them again. So yeah, that's... Um, that's been working that's been you know it's been effective we've been trying it out and and I can't keep moving them obviously because we've run out of grass and run out of paddocks but I do move after the lambs have been born as I said I do move them and they get moved quite frequently as well so that's really good uh so okay so it's probably about time for me to tell you the biggest challenge I've had this week which was a you that and I had never done this before got up three o'clock one morning went outside saw two ewes lambing and I thought oh gee let's just see I keep an eye on them and I think I stayed out in the paddock for about an hour and a half walking around came in and fed some other sheep went back out and I went back out one of the ewes had given birth great twins no worries and I didn't want to move her so all I did was I took off my head torch and untied my head torch around a fence post and left it there just just to add a little bit of protection in terms of lighting and just left her there with her lambs and that little extra bit of light and the other you um was just screaming lots and lots of noise obviously in in pain obviously in distress and eventually I got Gary up and we brought her in and uh, then the craziness, extra craziness started. She, oh, I could get inside her, but she was so tight. Her cervix hadn't dilated, um, even though she, she'd obviously been trying and trying for, oh man, must have been five, four or five hours because um, I'd waited and waited and waited. And um, this is not diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure she had what's called ring womb. So ring womb is where the ring of the cervix is really tight and will not stretch at all. I was able to go in there and get out the legs of this particular lamb. I could feel the head. Everything was in position, but I couldn't get the head out. So I really didn't know what to do. 
And I just double checked, I did a little bit of quick research, double checked that this, what I thinking, what I was thinking of was ring womb, was ring womb. And I was pretty confident that that's what it was. If you, if you Google it, you'll find out about it. It's ring, R-I-N-G, womb, W-O-M-B. So not ring worm, but ring womb. They don't quite know what causes it. They, think, they think it could be genetic. They think it could be feed. This was a very, very well looked after and well fed um, pedigree ewe. So she had very good feed, but then she's the same treatment as lots of others. So I don't really think there was some, some deficiency or issue with the feed, but it's interesting just to sort of see that. But it happens, you know, it does happen. And I thought, oh, well, this, 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 whatever happens, I can't get the lamb out, lambs. I knew she had twins. So whatever happens, this use a goner anyway. So whether, you know, we, um, the, the lamb was dead too. I could feel the lamb's legs were lifeless. So the lamb was dead. And uh, I, I knew, I knew the writing was on the wall. And I said to Gary, what will I do? Will I do a, a C-section on her? And he said, well, if, if we do that, we, we, we need to really commit. So we decided that that was going to be the thing to do. It, I suppose it, was, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't fun, I can tell you that, but it was an opportunity to sort of tr- try this out and just sort of see. Um, I didn't really have time to watch a YouTube video. There's plenty of YouTube videos on there, and it's incredibly precise and and you know very very well done all by vets and I'm no vet you guys know that um but we euthanized the U and I got my surgical kit and cut her open and I took out a a, li- a dead lamb obviously through her um stomach and took out a live lamb as well lovely little fella so he's alive um I brought him inside, dried him off. I tried to foster him onto another ewe, which hasn't worked, unfortunately. But I'm very lucky. I've had a a list of people waiting to get bottle-fed lambs, and he's probably going to go to a loving uh, loving home tomorrow. So that's really nice. He's he's out there with a ewe um, who lost another lamb. So... Um, he's had a chance and, uh, he's, he's, you know, had a good go with her. I think she did take him and he probably got colostrum from her, even though I gave him colostrum as well, but he's doing well. He's taken a bottle for me and, and he's pretty life lively and things like that. But, oh, I was very emotional. I, I was really upset afterwards. Um, you know, it's not, it's not easy losing you. It's not easy doing what, what we did. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if it was the right thing or not. My Since then, I've been talking to my brother and he's told me about this drug, obviously this, this seemingly a drug that you can use, that you can get to um, stretch out the, um, I think it's good for contractions as well. And you can use it to to get them to to be able to, uh, to, be able to tra- um, stretch the, the cervix. So um, the drug's called oxytocin. I believe, according to my brother, that the the vet will tell you it's for something else. But um, Andrew was saying if you give five mil into the muscle, wait an hour, normal size you that is, so 70 kilos or something like that, then you can manipulate the ring from the inside and then see if you can get through a little bit more. So 
I'll have a chat with my vet, see what I can do, because I would much prefer to have that on hand than have the situation that I had. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't good, but it was something that um, I did. And uh, I think, yeah, I, I think it was the best thing to do, to be honest, because I saved a lamb's life. The ewe was, was obviously going to have to be put down anyway, or, you know, would, would be made into sausages or whatever it is, because, you know, it's not going to happen again. And so I'm definitely not something I'm going to breed with. So, yeah, um, not ideal, but um, yeah, interested, obviously, if you've ever been in that situation, if you've ever had it, have you used something? Have you tried something? Has it worked? Please do share because this is this is what we need, I suppose. This is the sort of stuff we need to know so that we know, like the head bent back, we know that it's not going to work. We know what our options are and we can we can make those decisions in the moment, I suppose, um, because that was what six o'clock, half five, six o'clock on Sunday morning, and that you had been going since I went out there at three o'clock in the morning, and you know, yeah, I could have got a vet, but what would it, what would have happened? And that you was hemorrhaging; she was going to be completely traumatized after the whole lot anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. Perhaps you might not agree with me, but I think I made the the right decision. And as I said, it wasn't easy. Uh, another thing for me that, uh, and again, I noticed it today as well when I had that other you with the head bent back is whenever the you seems to be in, in contracting in labor, but very unsettled, running around, not um, doing the pawing and the settling down in the spot, making loud noises. Yeah. Making lots of sort of noises like like they've lost a lamb or like they've they're in pain then intervene because it happened to me again this morning and we intervened and we were able to have a success um, uh, as a result so yeah and then of course uh, Jill's thinking of what she can do to prevent this from happening again in the future and uh, all I can find is apple cider vinegar for preventing or minimizing dystocia so any birthing difficulty, lambing difficulty, you know, using that. And, you know, I'm looking back thinking I've been feeding hay out, the lucerne hay. Check out my Instagram video if you want to see the feeders that we've been using to feed out the lucerne hay. And I could have easily sprayed that hay with apple cider vinegar so easily. You know, it, it wouldn't have cost anything. It wouldn't have taken any additional time. It, it would have just given me, hopefully, less of these sorts of situations that I'm finding myself in. So again, all things to think about, all improvements to look at for for next time, next year, next lambing, next week even, potentially, because let me tell you what my numbers are looking at. So I'm at 62 lambs from 35 ewes, which is about 177% or so. Um, I, I can't believe, uh, now I will be most likely lambing for the next five weeks or so. Cause I actually, maybe even more, cause I still have lambs late joined use, but, uh, I still have about a hundred use to go. Oh, that's kind of scary. I feel like I've done enough with, um, 35 use. Jeez. I, I haven't even started yet. Joan was over today, a friend of mine, and she was saying, so you better quarter of the way through. And I said, yeah. 
So, and I already feel like it's, um, it's too much. But anyway, it's my intensive lambing strategy. So I know a lot of it is just the way that I lamb and, uh, and the approach that I take. So I'm sure I could make it an awful lot easier for myself. But hey, uh, it's working. And, you know, generally most nights I can sleep very well and not worry. And, uh, and then, as I said, sometimes you go out there and, uh, you think, oh man, this is this is a bit crazy. And sometimes you go out and you find three gorgeous little lambs just um, dropped. So, so there you go. I hope lamb is going well for you, and I hope you've enjoyed my warts and all version of the lambing diaries, as they always are, anyway. Because every lambing week is challenging and interesting, and lots and lots of things to. Um, to to sort of learn along the way and uh, and yeah I'm so glad I've got you to share it uh, share it with so thank you so much everyone I'll uh, keep keep uh, learning for you and I'll share with you next week on the next episode thank you so much everyone enjoy thank you for listening to this episode of the sheep show podcast Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on your preferred podcast app. Each rating and review helps us reach listeners just like you and help them also grow in their shepherding confidence. And let me know how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Holston Valley Farm or via email jill at holstonvalleyfarm.com.au. And until next time, sheep well.